all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey, welcome. Before we actually get started with this week's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that I threw up a Patreon page. So for $5 a month, you can hear extra content each week as well as hearing the episodes before they release. So if you're interested, jump over to patreon.com slash Laura Timbrook and you can take a look at what's there. But today, let's talk about digestive issues and our digestive health. Start talking about different things. Oftentimes we hear, you know, they're having issues with bloating and gas, constipation, maybe some diarrhea, heartburn, you know, everything that the Pepto commercial talks you about and that song that has been stuck on our heads since like the 90s. But really digestive issues are so wide ranged. You have everything from acid reflux to like food intolerances, and then they can range up to more of your severe issues like your Crohn's, your colitis, your autoimmune, things like that. But we're just going to kind of just talk about digestive issues, digestive health, and simple things that can be done. Now, before we get started, I just want to really make it clear if you're having digestive issues, you need to go see a doctor. Make the appointment and go get looked at because it's super important. I've known so many people lately that have been diagnosed with colon cancers or autoimmune conditions. It's really important that something like that, it gets checked and it's getting checked regularly. So again, before we get started, if you have any type of digestive issues, go see the doctor. So let's go again, get started. So some of the most common digestive issues is kind of what we talked about, the Pepto-Bismol commercial, you know, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, heartburn. These are all things that when we talk about digestive issues, you know, it's that the, it's when you eat something and you're just like, you just don't feel gross. That's really kind of letting us know your digestive system isn't quite so happy. You know, there's a wide range of causes. You have can have things that are serious like cancers and autoimmune conditions, but a lot of times, you know, things like stress, eating a high processed diet or a high sugar diet, food intolerances are a big one. Everybody responds a little bit different to different foods. So that's huge and it's one of the probably one of the main things that we see for some of the less severe, it's that it's, foods just aren't working for you and you're continuously eating them. Not getting enough sleep will affect your digestive system and eating too many foods that are hard to digest. And foods that would be hard to digest are a lot of times your animal proteins or your cheeses, your breads, you know, that whole gluten casein. For those of you that don't know what gluten is, it's the protein in wheat and casein is the protein in dairy. And they're very hard to digest. So not necessarily a lot of people just eliminate them and you totally could. You could live a very happy, healthy life and not ever have them. But a lot of times we just overeat them. And that's what we see a lot. I see a lot of times we're just overeating very hard to digest foods. Now, keep in mind, as you age, your digestive system gets a little weaker. It slows down a bit. So if you are trying to eat what you ate when you were 20, when you're 50, 
it's not going to digest the same way. We need to be a little bit kinder as we age to our digestive systems. And there'll be a certain times of the year you will find that you are really good at digesting foods. And other times of the year, you aren't so great at digesting certain foods. And it changes. You know, if we think about seasonal eating, and if you haven't listened to the seasonal eating episode, definitely go back and check that out. But we talked about this a little bit in that episode is in the winter, our bodies are more prepared to digest those heavy stews and those meats and the fat, where in the summer, our body is using that energy for different things. So that's when we need more easily digestive foods. Now, here's the funny thing is a lot of times we think salads in summer. Salads actually can be pretty hard to digest. And I really kind of let people know that if you're having digestive issues, keep salads to the summer. Keep them where your body needs that cooling. But if you're eating salads a lot of times in the winter, it's really hard to break down. And if you're having digestive issues, that can also affect your sleep because your body is working so hard to break these foods down. It's one of the reasons why I do really like, you know, following the seasons when eating because it just kind of optimizes your digestive system a little bit better. You know, and when we talk about food intolerances, a lot of times we think of those people that can't have gluten or the people that can't have dairy. And that's true, but it goes further than that. There's certain foods that each of us eat, probably on a daily basis, that don't really make us feel good. We've just never made that connection that it doesn't make us feel good. And it's one of the reasons why kind of that mindful eating is so important. Taking that time and understanding what's going on. And I can give you an example for myself. I I do love salads. It's kind of I, a big vegetable person. Salads are just fun for me. And I have a tendency to, especially if I'm really busy, like salads is easy for me to pull together. However, my body does not like salads in the winter. If I have normally one salad in the winter and my digestive system is like, hey, you're going to have to take something to help me out here a little bit. It's usually when I take a probiotic. But there's been days where I've tried to have two salads because I've been really busy. I have been in immense pain at night. Well, I shouldn't say immense, but very uncomfortable to the point where I couldn't even touch my stomach without it hurting because my body was working so hard to break down that salad. And I know if I change my salads over to soups, I don't have that issue now. I still get my vegetables and stuff like that. So one of the things, if you're noticing that when I have salads, I'm starting to feel a little bit more bloated. Maybe I'm retaining water. Maybe I feel sluggish. All of these are signs that your body isn't liking something. So if you're finding yourself having digestive issues, definitely go to the doctor. But in the meantime, also start journaling your foods and when you don't feel good, because this will also help your doctor be able to take a look at and see what is going on, because maybe they can see a trend that you haven't necessarily seen. And even if you say, but these are foods I've eaten my entire life, it doesn't matter. Our bodies change, things change. And again, you might be able to eat it in the winter, but maybe not in the summer or vice versa. So definitely 
starting with that food journal is really key. And when we talk about stress, you know, stress, having digestive issues can cause stress, but stress itself can cause digestive issues. You know, when we go in that fight or flight scenario, our digestive system slows down. Our body is saving that energy. So if we're stressed out, sometimes eating is not the best thing to do. And unfortunately, a lot of times when we're stressed out, we're stressed eating. So we want to be mindful of when we're stressed out, if we eat, we're probably going to get bloated. So if you are hungry and you do need to eat, choose foods that are easily digested. Some of the foods that are easily digested are more of your cooked vegetables, things like that. You know, animal proteins are going to be more hard to digest. So be mindful that a cooked vegetable, a soup, anything like that is going to be a lot easier to digest than a larger meal. You know, and that brings me to that next point of eating too many foods that are hard to digest. I really like the concept of having a vegetarian meal once a week. We started something in our family. I started it a few years ago. My husband's just finally getting on board now where he's actually only having animal proteins once a day. And he's actually noticing he feels so much better only eating the animal proteins once a day. And actually he even found animal proteins and I've found the same thing and I see it a lot in clients that I work with. Animal proteins are usually best when put in the middle of the day because your digestive system is a little bit higher. You know, think of your digestive system as you wake up, your digestive system is waking up. Around noon, two o'clock, it's kind of at its peak and then it starts going down again and it starts slowing down. Well, a lot of times we are eating our biggest meal at night as our digestive system is shutting down. So if we could flip that around, a lot of times that makes a difference. Now, if you say, Laura, listen, you know, I've tried that. It doesn't work. Then it doesn't work for you. It doesn't, it eat when you feel best. And that's, again, going back to that mindful eating, knowing when to eat certain foods and you feel better. Now, I know so many of you are like, well, I never had to do this in my 20s, 30s, my teens. Yeah, you're right. You never had to do it in your 20s and 30s and teens. Because as you age, your digestive system changes. And this is what's happening. So I hear it a lot of times, but I never had these issues. No, you never did. But your system is changing. So let's talk about some things we can do to improve our digestive system. Well, the first thing is get enough sleep. We want to make sure that we are sleeping that seven to nine hours. And if you want to hear more about sleep, go to the episode on sleep and listen to that because we talk about it more in depth. But sleep is a lot of times where we're, our digestive system is cleaning out. In um, Chinese medicine, they actually talk about, you know, how your body cleans out its digestive system and it's almost like being in a corporate office and you have the cleaners coming through at night and that's essentially what your digestive system is doing. So if you're not sleeping, you're not clearing out that digestive system. It's one of the reasons why so many of us wake up in the morning and have to eliminate. It's because our body has been working all night trying to get everything digested, broken down, so in the morning we can empty out and go. So we want to make sure we're getting enough sleep. We also want to make sure we're getting enough water. Our digestive system can't process if it's like a Sahara desert. We need to make sure that we are getting enough water in so our bodies can 
basically break down this food. So really make sure you're getting enough water. The general rule of thumb is at least eight eight glasses of eight ounces of water a day. I find that to be kind of low for a lot of people. So generally, you know, I'll recommend half your body weight in ounces and then go from there. Maybe you need less than that, but it kind of gives a good understanding and don't try to all of a sudden drink all that water on day one. Definitely work your way up and find out where you feel best. Again, that food journal can be really helpful on knowing that. And I have seen so many times where people get the proper amount of water and their weight drops by two to three pounds because their body is functioning the way it needs to because it has the water and it's not having to store extra water. We also want to be mindful of our stress. Have some kind of stress management program in place for you. Now, I'm not saying you have to be meditating 20 minutes a day or anything like that. We talk about it in some of the other episodes when we talk about stress management. It could be going for a car ride. It can be going for a walk. Anything that you know helps you to relieve stress. One of the biggest tricks that I have liked is the four, seven, eight breathing. And that is where you inhale for four seconds. You hold it for seven seconds, and then you exhale for eight seconds. And if you could do that three to five times, that really starts, you know, resetting that stress level. And I found that to be wildly helpful. I actually have a daughter that uses it when she starts having a panic attack. And every single time, it will bring her back down. So it's pretty powerful. It's pretty quick. um, And that's something that could be used wherever you are. So really being mindful of your stress level and then eating more fiber, which essentially means eat your effing veggies. You know, so many times we eat vegetables maybe once a day, maybe twice a day if we're having a salad, but we're definitely not eating enough vegetables. You know, I like to see people eating about four cups of vegetables throughout the day. So when you are looking at stuff like that, really making sure you're getting the proper amounts of fruits and vegetables. It's one of the things when I'm talking about, you know, maybe having a vegetarian day or going with, you know, a vegetarian meal once a day and things like that is it really helps make sure we're getting in that extra fiber because we all know fiber is good. And then slow down eating. And I know this one, this one's really hard for myself. I, I'm always eating on the run, but really if we could take a moment, take 15, 20 minutes and sit down and eat, One, it helps you practice that mindful eating. Suddenly you might notice that after you eat something, you get very tired. That means your body is kind of having a hard time breaking it down. Maybe it was too much or too difficult, but you should never be tired after you eat. It's kind of like on Thanksgiving, we all get tired after we eat, but if we get tired, it's not so much the tryptophan in the turkey. It is because we have totally overeaten on Thanksgiving. But, you know, being able to slow down, be more mindful, and practicing that mindful eating and understanding how certain foods are making us feel. I have known many people, and we all know that oatmeal is considered a heart-healthy food. I'm using my air quotes on here because I've seen more people have digestive issues with oatmeal than other things. And actually, if you go back and listen to the episode with Lynn Janae Resetis, she actually talks about oatmeal being highly reactive 
to a lot of people. So oatmeal a lot of times isn't the best food. It might be a great fiber source, but if your body can't break it down properly, it's not good. I've also heard so many people that after they eat oatmeal, they're still starving. And again, it's telling me that your body's not breaking it down where it should be. So if you eat oatmeal and you feel like a rock star, then great. Oatmeal's a good food for you. But if you eat oatmeal and you find yourself sleepy or hungry or bloated or anything like that, oatmeal's not a great food for you. Then we need to really back up on this processed food. Now, healthy food can be processed. And that's not the food I'm talking about. It's all processed. Processed food. So if you have switched out your granola bars to organic granola bars, they're still processed. So we need to back up on that processed food, maybe replace our granola bars with fruits and nuts and things like that. But let's back up on that processed food. So even if it's organic Oreos, it's still a processed food, you know, and then trying new foods. You know, I like to kind of explain our microbiome, our gut as a garden. If you're always eating the same foods, you're always growing the same flowers. But if you start introducing new foods, changing up your foods, your garden has a variety. And that's what we want to see because that is what leads to a healthy gut is where we have the variety. You know, you might often hear me say, if you've been a client of mine, if you, if you abuse it, you lose it. If you eat too much of the same foods over and over again, eventually those foods aren't going to work for you any longer. And you're going to have to break them out and for a little bit, and then maybe we can add them back in. Definitely, if you're eating too much cheese every day, back off on the cheese because eventually cheese is going to become a problem. We really want to make sure we're rotating our foods, whether we're rotating them from the season or we're just trying a new fruit of veggie every week. You know, I used to do something when my kids were little. I used to allow them to go into Wegmans and every, each week they were able to pick out any vegetable or fruit they wanted. We had some pretty interesting things that we were trying, but it was a way to kind of, you know, make sure that we're trying new fruits and vegetables now that they're older and they're teens, they don't even touch fruits or vegetables barely. So if you're trying to do that, thinking as they grow up, <laughs> they're going to eat more you know, new things, not necessarily. And then if you're really having digestive issues, we can try a probiotic. You know, I'm kind of on the fence with probiotics. You know, I shouldn't say I'm on the fence. I like probiotics for certain circumstances. I like probiotics to help you during a time of need. If you're having these digestive issues, bloating, gas, definitely try a probiotic. It will probably help. But a lot of times we use the probiotic as a fix-it. It's not a fix-it. It's kind of like a duct tape. So we want to get to the root of the issue. Are we eating something we shouldn't be? Are we eating too much of something? Things like that and fix the issue so we don't always need a probiotic. And a lot of times, one of the easiest way is introducing new fruits and vegetables, different cooking techniques. It's one of the reasons why in the Eat Your Effing Veggie five-day Facebook challenge, one of the things is if you eat a lot of veggies, I'm challenging you to eat new veggies because we want to change them up. We don't want to have the same four or five vegetables every day, every week. We want to introduce new ones, new ways of cooking to change things up. Now, I do want to give you a little bit of a warning on things to be careful of. You know, a lot of times we hear fermented foods are really good for the digestive system, and they can be 
in moderation. And if you don't have anything called SIBO, uh, be careful of fermented foods. If you're having sauerkraut occasionally or some good um, fermented pickles, that's fine. But I've seen so many people eating so much fermented foods, kimchis and sauerkrauts and kombucha and all of this, it's going to cause more digestive issues than actually help. So be careful on the fermented food. The next thing we see is a lot of these collagen boosters. You know, collagen's weird on how our body can use it and break it down. A lot of these collagen boosters, they really don't help. A lot of times you see people that they're like, oh, my skin looks better. Their skin looks better because they're drinking effing water. You know, it's not so much the collagen, it's the fact that they're actually hydrating themselves and not drinking coffee all day. You know, so things like that, and you know, not saying that anything bad is going to happen if you drink these collagen boosters or anything like that, it's just it's a lot of wasted money. And those collagen boosters are really expensive. So if you don't want to just pay to have this collagen stuff, you know what, be mindful of it. The one thing I do like is when we're cooking soups and we are doing it our old grandmother's way where we're using using the bones of the chickens and things like that, that's a good way to bring in collagen. Plus, we're eating our effing veggies. Win-win scenario. And yes, grandma was right. And then the last one is too many probiotics. Again, we don't want to rely on the probiotics to fix our system. We want to make sure that we're actually getting to the root cause. And again, if you're taking probiotics, even if it has 10 billion strains. You're still only ever eating those 10 billion strains. And quite frankly, a lot of people I've seen take probiotics are taking probiotics and not eating a proper diet. We don't want to be taking a probiotic and eating a crap diet. We want to eat a good diet and take a probiotic as needed because that's really building those healthy habits. That's making sure that we're eating appropriately for other things. There's more reasons that we're eating appropriately than just gut health. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of always. If you have any feedback, let me know. Take a look at the Patreon and don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you all next week.